creator Paula Williams, she realized that we all carry shame, but when we share it, we can shed it. So Paula got an old phone booth off of Craigslist, and she partnered with the production company Sound Made Public. Together, they paint it blue and white. They place a phone with a recorder inside. They stick a red neon sign on top saying, speak your shame, and they invite people in. And over 1,000 recordings later, Shame Booth has become an art installation, a podcast, a hotline, a live event space, and a movement to help people get proud. And today, you get to hear some of what was said. These are real people revealing some of their darkest secrets. So sensitive listeners are advised that our next story mentions substances and addiction. And our first piece is of a father talking about his son. Snap Touchman. This is Shame Booth, an opportunity for you to speak your shame. What is it that you've been carrying around that's been weighing heavy on your heart that you want to get rid of? Please do so after the beep and walk out of this booth with your head held high, feeling lighter and shame free. Yeah, so the uh, thing that I've been struggling letting go of is uh, how I've dealt with my transgender teenage child. Um, um, I love my child and I'm super, super proud of the fact that he's transgender and he stands for what he believes in. And he's made the transition from female to male. However, at the same time, he is a typical teenager. And, uh, and uh, I've made some decisions on how I handled disciplining him when I caught him smoking cigarettes and smoking weed and he got mouthy. And, uh, you know, out of, it was out of fear because I'm afraid for my child because I'm a recovering addict. And I... Uh, I know where that stuff takes you or took me and I'm scared for my child. And so when I confronted on him and he responded to me with hostility, I, uh, I matched his hostility and one up to him and I pretty much lost control and I picked him up by the back of the neck and I threw him across the room on his bed and I became very, very verbally aggressive and intimidating and uh, pretty much thought the, that I would just scare him into submission and uh and i you know that is not the man i want to be i also you know i mean i'm well aware of that that uh the way i treat my child the way i am is going to be programming for how he's going to be later on in life and so i've been having a hard time letting go of the fact that i've used uh that i use anger and intimidation to uh try and control my child but i also know that uh, that I love my child and uh, that there's a world out there that needs me to be the best authentic self that I could be. And uh, from what I've been through and the story that I have, man, that I have an opportunity to change lives. But as long as I'm walking around being, being controlled by the shame and the guilt that I've, uh, of mistakes that I've made out of fear, uh, gets in the way of my service to uh, making this world a better place. So I'm kind of glad they have this shame booth where I get to dump some of this shame and, uh, you know, hear, hear it come out of my, my, my own mouth, man, that I just made some decisions that were ineffective out of fear, and that's not who I am. 
nor do I have to continue on being that man. I hope this helps. So I was a teenage mom. I had my first daughter when I was 16 and did not finish high school, did not go to college like I dreamed I would. But despite the circumstances, I made myself very successful. I worked very hard. I worked a retail job but worked my way up to the top and eventually those successes led to bigger successes and today I find myself working for one of the most admired companies in the world in a pretty great role that I love. But anytime I have to explain that I have a 24-year-old daughter who's already on her own and a 20-year-old son and then a two-year-old, I get looks from people. Um, sometimes it hurts. Sometimes they ask, um, and I'm not very forthcoming about my background, even though I really have nothing to truly be ashamed of, but in my mind, because I didn't fit some kind of journey that someone expected, that person being me, to fulfill, um, it just feels like I could have done better, but I did my best, and here I am today. So thanks for this. I have nothing to be ashamed of. Hey, it's Paula, and you've called the shame line. We are glad that you did. Whatever it is that you're carrying around, leave it here. We're not judging. And by leaving your recording, you're giving us permission to use it on our podcast. So thanks and be well. Yes, you're certainly welcome to use this in the podcast. 67 years old, we're sitting in the church parking lot. And yeah, I could go into confession, but this is not about confession. Is it about sin or is it about self-disgust? Here's what I'm self-disgusted about, embarrassed about, ashamed about. Kind of going through a couple months, six weeks of cross-dressing when I was about 12. I went in the bathroom and tried to put on my mom's bra and panties. I thought that felt great. And it did for a little while, but then it didn't. And I went away on that stuff. That never bothered me again. I'm embarrassed about it. I'm ashamed of it. I'm embarrassed that I piped my own education. I went to Notre Dame and liberal arts, and I cheated my way through it, and then I said the education there was disgusting. You can't have it both ways. I feel bad that I stole money from my folks. They were dying, and they had a lot of money, and I just siphoned off a lot of it, and I never told my others, my siblings about it. I just took it. Why? Because I was greedy and selfish. Of course, I feel bad about being an addict, but that seems like a different deal. I'm not sure why. Okay, I'm going to go into church now, and I might even go to confession, but yeah, 
party. Thanks for listening. I, I think this is an important deal for me and for everybody else. Thanks. I'll see you. Hi, I am, I'm ashamed when I'm not successful enough at work. Um, Whenever the guys I know in my job don't succeed, they seem to be able to, without any problem at all, blame it on outside circumstances and say, oh, well, that was against me and this was unfair and that was, you know, that's just bad luck. And I just can't do it. It's, you know, for me, it's always... Well, if only I'd been better. I should have been better. I should have done that better. I should have done that better. I should have known better. I should have already known what to do. And you can't ask for help because you're supposed to know already. Because you're an idiot if you don't already know. But I see people asking for help all the time. And it just, it doesn't, I see guys asking for help. Or not even, they don't even have to ask. It just gets offered. Anyway, that's... That's what I'm ashamed of. I'm ashamed when, it, when I'm not good enough at my job. And it makes me sad. Because I fucking love my job. Anyway, thank you very much. Um, this is a cool project. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. I am just starting to figure this out. But I grew up with a father who convinced me that I was worthless. He didn't mean to, I don't think. He didn't do it actively, but he did it by undermining me and saying he didn't really understand what my role in the family was. And now I'm realizing that I'm in a marriage that has a really similar pattern. Someone who's told me that I should depend on him for my opinions, that I'm not good enough for the person I think I am and he's created a picture of me that doesn't make any sense to me and yet I believe him he's convinced me that he's right that I don't know myself and that I'm crazy and I'm just starting to figure out how to unravel this and how to take it back awesome let me give you a sticker Hello, hello. I'm going to take a little soul dump on this phone about shame and guilt, uh, which has been in the soil of my culture of being Armenian. Shame, 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 shame. I already had that pouring through my veins even before I realized I was gay. And then, yeah, realized I was gay, which made the shame storm eight million and seven times more powerful. Um, So I'm letting go of the shame and the guilt of being queer and not being able to give my my parents the gift of their only child marrying a a handsome, wonderful, distinguished Armenian man and giving them many, 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 many children. Time to let that go because it's preventing me from reaching my highest potential and from truly embracing my, my queerdom and my, my exponentially growing love of women. So I'm ready to let that go and flush the motherfucking toilet.
When my young adult daughter came home to live with me here in San Francisco, she was not making great choices about dating men, and she was meeting them online and going out with them, looking for love that was missing, probably love that I was not providing her, love that she wasn't feeling from her dad as well. And on the 4th of July, three years ago, she left to go to a party. And what I didn't know is that she was meeting a young man at the park. And what I found out that evening when she came home shortly after midnight uh, was that they had had um, too much to drink and they went back to his house and she passed out and he tried to have sex with her. Um, she came to and pushed him away and he continued to try to um, rape her. Um, she was alert enough that she came home and was very upset and woke me to tell me about it. And I was not uh, the loving mother that I wished I would have been. I um, blamed her for um, encouraging the behavior and having participating in drinking and getting drunk that day with somebody that she didn't know. And I, I offered her no sympathy. I am ashamed of that. And I hope that uh, someday she'll forgive me for um, not being sensitive and loving and listening to her the way that she needed me to that evening. I love you, honey. I'm sorry. And I have learned from this. And um, I'm proud to be your mom. I love you. A very, very big thank you to the brave people who stepped into the shame booth, bearing their souls and speaking on their shame. To find out more information, head on over to shamebooth.org and subscribe to their podcast. Shame Booth's creator and host is Paula Williams. The podcast is produced by the fine folk at Sound Made Public, Tanya Katinjan, Philip Wood, and Katie McCutcheon. Production assistance was by Snaps Regina Bediaco. <laughs>